everybody. Welcome back to Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Hootink, back with my co-host, Christian Conway. Let's try this start of season thing again, shall we? Yeah. I can't believe that we were actually planning, you know, episode titles. Like, oh, yeah, what's the next one going to be? Like, something with roses. Oh, guess what? It it was the weather situation here in California. This isn't us just being babies about rain um my understanding is that the pitch was a pool yeah at, uh, <laughs> I, I, according yeah. to to my sources the the field was basically under a foot of water so it i, I mean if you like snorkeling it would have been a great time but um no it, it was definitely uh the right call by all parties involved i mean the rose bowl was the the threat of lightning is my understanding as well so yeah like you said i mean if anyone can make fun of us here in California, don't. Because this, if you haven't been to the Rose Bowl on a regular day, don't ask us to go when the weather is complete garbage. There, there is a reason that, I mean, outside of, of I mean, to, to make a, a, a lame protest joke, there's a reason a lot of Galaxy fans didn't want to go to this game. I mean, you know, there's one road in, one road out. It's in the middle of a floodplain. And if you saw the precipitation we were getting, it would have been nightmarish. However, I will say there was a part of me that wished the game went ahead simply because all the videos of cars trying to get out of that parking lot on the golf course after the game with all that rain would have been hysterical. But in all seriousness, I'm glad they canceled it. It would have been unsafe for everyone involved. Um, and we get to go start the season again, I guess. You know, that'll be fun. <laughs> And I also think it's fun that they rescheduled the game for the 4th of July. I mean, at first I, I was not about it, but we'll by then we'll see how the boycott's going to, I think, you know, it'll be the mid-season. There, there'll be a lot, uh, a lot. I want. I'm thinking well, about the fireworks right now. Like that's what's going in my head right now. I'm like, you know, like they're like, a four, it's actually going to be a perfect 4th of July game, I think. Um, but yeah. And you know, I'll, yeah, I I'll... mean, as a Galaxy fan, you're just worried, period, because there's there's so much more going on from, in the from a fan's point of view that, you know, are we really looking forward to this in July? But we'll, we'll take it game well, by game. Go ahead. <laughs> I also think El Trafico is such a unique game in general. Uh, I, you know, Vanny talked about it today where he said he was disappointed that the game got canceled. You know, obviously, you know, he alluded to the fact that it was out of his control and all of those things, but he said it felt like a playoff atmosphere in training this week. And I think El Trafico does bring that out of both teams. I think with a July 4th Trafico versus a first game Trafico, we all know my, my very famous quote, which is that, you know, the first five games of the season doesn't matter. You, you, you can't learn about a team until you've played five games. It'll be more defined. So we'll know what this team is about. We'll know what, LAFC is about we'll know kind of where these teams in the microcosm of MLS are and in, and we can bet in players so like for example Lucas Cagliari all that other stuff it's the Galaxy are going to be a a more complete team when it comes to that July 4th game and I think honestly there would have been fireworks on the field that day if we had played on Saturday I mean if they've been able to even get the pitch playable but I think it's going to be even better in July because these two teams are going to have time to distill what they are, 
distill their ideologies, distill like what they are as a team and how they operate as a team. And so, you know, it's it's a bummer. They did it for the correct, you know, they they canceled it for the correct reasons. I'm glad. I just feel bad for people who who did fly in for this match, you know. Yeah, I mean, but the problem is you can't control nature, right? You know, you you just can't. Uh, so I hope those that flew in made the most of it. Um, I know a friend of mine, her daughter flew in for the match and they spent, you know, a mother daughter weekend together. That's, you know, sometimes you just got to learn how to dance in the rain. Uh, but I, I do think the July Traffico is going to be a better show than it would have been had we played last week, because I will, I will say, and we'll kind of get into this with the Dallas game. I don't think the galaxy are even close to being a complete item yet. And they need that time to gel, to, to understand what they are, to understand how this is all going to work and to understand how everyone fits into this system. But again, we can't control the weather. Uh, as I'm recording right now, I'm literally watching patio furniture fly because it is gusting probably 30 miles per hour here in San Diego right now. Yeah, um, LA is no better. It uh, I can see snow on the mountains um, from the balcony at my school. Yeah, um, so yeah, so yeah, you're right. The wind is real. The winter storm is, you know, we're we're not through this yet, but we will be. <laughs> I mean, in July we're going to be complaining about how hot it is at the Rose Bowl. If you're, yeah, if you're pa even going to be there by then, but yeah, <laughs> pa Pasadena in July is not necessarily what I'd call a perfectly scenic concept. I I find it funny because a lot of people, the the Rose Bowl is such a legendary venue. If you think about it, I mean, all the videos of the '94 World Cup, most of them are are from the Rose Bowl, you know, the, the ideal, you know, the ideology, you know, videos of it, Georgie Haji and that Romania team, Baggio and the Italian, uh, the Italians, you know, I, I mean, that Netherlands team that, you know, I, I know your, your forebearers definitely worshiped. And then you talk about the 99ers, you talk about the women's world cup, that famous final that was, you know, so evocative for us soccer fans and I always love when I when I mention that I'm from Southern California and I and I'm a soccer fan. They're like, "Oh well, you know the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl is, you know, very close to your heart. It's got to be, you know, ten minutes away from downtown LA." I was like, "Uh, yeah, about that. <laughs> you know, like the Rose Bowl is such an iconic venue, and it's like written into the lore of LA and LA and soccer. And it is an incredible like the the." the history that building has held you walk into there and you can feel the, the 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 feeling of it you almost hear voices from 94 you almost hear the voices of 99 you know when you walk in but it's a long way out of downtown LA or LA in general <laughs> and I have to remind my friends that are not from this area that like you're gonna it's it's a bit of a haul like you gotta work to get there yeah, no kidding. And I just really hope that they don't cancel it because of heat danger. I mean, I, I imagine that that could be a real thing, right? Um, well, I, I mean, <laughs> at this at this point, all bets are off. I mean, you know, but it's Apple TV and I understand they want the big game. Um, but I got to say, you know, I know you and I watched that first weekend, you know, thankfully without a little bit of stress, if that makes sense. Like I'm bummed the games were canceled. The game was canceled. But we got to watch MLS an MLS weekend where we weren't stressed out about a game. And I, I mean, I, it felt like decision day. 
you know, like you're just sitting back and watching all these games happen. I I would switch between 360 and then live streams of the actual games because I, I'm sure that they're going to figure out what they're doing on Apple TV. But there are times where they're like, first of all, they got the commentators with their backs facing the screen. So they have to turn and look at the screen. And then sometimes the camera is like on whoever's talking and then you're not seeing the game that's going on behind them. You're just like, oh, my God. And then also, like, why is there so much space not being utilized properly like you know i understand i want to see the scores run them down on the bottom of the screen like like they do on espn like what is going on i think i mean having talked with apple and having kind of worked with with that crew they are very aware that they're going to have to listen to the fans because they haven't been here before they've never interacted with soccer but i will say the broad the broadcast quality in individual games, you know, the 4K cameras, the the fan miking, all of that, I was I was shocked how good it was. I did not expect it to be that good, and so I think what they have is a very good concept. I didn't get to watch the 360 show. I was I was on Amtrak. Um, if you were at the ACB event at Absolution, thank you so much for coming. I got home at 3:45 because my train was delayed from you know. 10 o'clock to one o'clock. So um, hope you all got home safely. Um, but what I saw in those individual broadcasts was such a high quality product that I was like, I don't ever really want to watch Fox anymore because just the care that they put in, like, I mean, the studio that the pre-shows were in is just, it's stunning. And they clearly know they, they're going to throw a ton of money in this, right? I mean, We've talked about how much this deal was. That has been the talking point of the MLS preseason. I, and I, I think it's very odd that maybe the biggest talking point in an MLS preseason is not a team or games or whatever. It's what is this going to look like from Apple? You know, like that, like a TV product was the most important talking point of the preseason. And they're going to figure it out. They're going to hit their stride. But the core concept of what they have I'm really a big fan of. I think it's good. I think, you know, you see the studio shots, seeing Sasha Kleshin on my TV made me the happiest person in the world. I love him to death. It's there. And, and you know, the, the, the commentator, color commentary combinations are good. All of those things that make a good broadcast are there. It's now a question of, hey, we have this concept. How do we push it to the next level? But I, I, I do think they have something very good. And I... I mean, I was watching the Portland game on Monday night, you know, and it was just the cameras were amazing. They had the right angles. You could feel the atmosphere through the the crowd mics because for so long, I hate I hated the ESPN broadcasts because the ESPN mics would like be trained to like one person in a supporter section. So you'd get to know someone's voice very well, even if they maybe couldn't sing or were a little off key. But the way that they just mic'd the field and mic'd everything and the visuals and such, you you felt there. And I I I think they've got a very good concept. And I I was really impressed. Oh yeah, definitely. I can't emphasize enough. Like, I don't know. As an MLS fan, would you have ever dreamed that we would have this much content and everything at our disposal you know i mean yeah you got to pay 80 dollars. what is it I, I don't even know what it is because i'm using a friend's account is it a month or is it a year it's uh 80 for the season but i but i agree with your point <laughs> okay. yeah we, when you 
go onto that Apple TV grid, there's so much. And the investment that they've put into the club at the deepest levels. So for example, like the ritual, ours is lame. Um, but looking at other clubs, the way that, you know, what they've asked other clubs to put in terms of content and so forth, they're not just they're there's not just it's like how to explain it it's like um that series on netflix about f1 right drive to survive where they're not just selling a sport or they're not just selling an event they're telling you to believe in a story because it's compelling right that sport is a compelling story in and of itself and so when you see all those content things and and i understand you know some of them are like a little you know you know, Broadway song and dancey, and I get it, you know, but when you start to invest in those, like, the, you start to realize they care about this product, but they want you to connect with it, you know, they want you to connect with MLS in a way that's deeply personal. They want you to say, like, look, yeah, you know, they have this tradition. Why did this tradition happen? Why does it matter? That's a compelling story, you know, so they're in all their content, they're doing such a good job of just being like, hey, you know, the Club Legends things. The co- uh, I, uh, I watched the Kobe Jones one last night when I was heading to bed. And it was just like, oh, my God. You know, like, it's incredible. Like, th- those kind of stories, we've never had a broadcaster that says, okay, we're taking this seriously. But we're also going to put the money, the, the elbow grease, the whatever behind it. You know, so they're not just telling the story of present MLS. They're telling the story of past MLS and they're doing it in a way that says, this is why this league matters. This is why this is important. And I agree with you 110%. I remember watching MLS on Fox soccer network and stuff like that. I would have never dreamed that someone would look at MLS and say, this deserves that kind of care. And it's, it's incredible to see. Yeah. I, I just want to say about our ritual that I'm just glad that that there is one up there for LA Galaxy because at first I'm just like seeing so much LAFC content and, you know, I'm glad that I know why Oasis's song is the one for Minnesota now. And it's really cool to like look and see, oh, hey, where do I want to travel next to go experience that stadium? But I was really upset at first. It's like, why isn't there any LA Galaxy like we're i understand like yeah there's a boycott right now and like the supporters i don't know how on board or if they were approached by apple or you know how accessible the pr people are at la galaxy to even put something together and that's why there wasn't more up there i don't know what's going on but the point is you know i was i was having fomo right like everybody looks like they're having so much fun at their stadiums and i'm just like man i hope we're gonna be able to do that and i know that the Galaxy players have been asking for fans to come to games because it really does impact them and it does matter. And we do love this club and and we do want these changes, obviously, for for good good cause. I think even if you're not, you know, boycotting the games or you're boycotting them in, in your own way, I, th- I think we're, as fans, like, all on the same page in terms of we want to see this club succeed, you know, and we might just have different views of how that's going to gonna come together. But... Um, but definitely having that content on there, you know, you just you get to relive things as a fan. But then also like all these new people can catch up on the history. And I know that I didn't join until 2005, you know, so to be able to go back and 
and look at everything and why everybody's so dope. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, yeah, I know why Kobe Jones, I know why, you know, David Beckham and Landon Donovan and, and like that, but I, I get to go all the way back and yeah. it's, it's really cool. Yeah. And I think, I think that makes a very good point. And, and, and Michelle, thank you for, for making that point because I think it is incredibly important, which is I know like, so for example, I went to college in North Carolina. I have a lot of friends that live in Charlotte. They just got into MLS last year. For me, I've been around since far too long, my, as my knees indicate to me. Um, it's so for for me, you know, and for for us, you know, with you coming in in two thousand five, we have that history. We know the heritage. For them, when I mention the name Kobe Jones, or I mention you know, um, some of the great old Dallas players, some of the great you know old MetroStar players, you know, Josie Altidore, Michael Bradley and stuff like that. They don't understand that because they've never had that frame of reference. And what I love about the Apple product, and you make a very good point here, which is they're not just including the present tense. They are saying to new fans of this league, hey, let's give you a vehicle so that you can talk with legacy fans, right? That you have that history, that you can go back and watch Jorge Campos or, you know, for our context, Jorge Campos or Kobe Jones. Dude, that's who I was totally thinking of. I wanted to drop in Jorge Campos, but I was like, oh my God, there's just like so much content. <laughs> exactly. I, and I will more than happily drop in Jose Campos in any conversation I can. It's a Trojan horse kind of thing for me. And so to give those fans that are just starting to get it a vehicle to say, Oh, I get why the legacy fans under like have the love and the respect of the clubs that they have. That's a good thing. I don't think we've ever had that in MLS. Like, I, I, I legitimately don't. You know, we, you know, it was just for so many years it was about survival, and now it's about okay, we have this thing. How do we get new people in? But also, how do we tell new people, hey, here's this history, understand it, but also love it, and that's what I love about the Apple TV stuff. And, and, and I understand it's everyone's going to be suspect about, you know, new media deals and whatever. And there's still a lot of stuff to work through and a lot of things to fix, but that concept of come in, enjoy this, but here's access to all this rich history that you can then learn and love and savor. That's what builds long-term fans. And I think it's 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 really quite frankly awesome that Apple TV looked at at looked at that concept and said, "All right, 110%. We're going to produce a bunch of content um that is built from the clubs that gets new people in." Um one quick point, Michelle, I will uh as someone who was in one of the calls, Apple TV has demanded a lot of content out of the teams. Um so a lot of the teams are producing content. Um you can tell that some teams have invested time and some teams haven't. Um, I'd say like the revs content has been meh at best. Um, so uh, there is a lot of expectation from the clubs themselves to deliver good content. So um, it's not just going to be Apple themselves. It'll be from the clubs as well. But yes, I agree. You know, as you said, to be able to study that history and to be able to touch it and say, this is my club is really meaningful. Well, looking ahead then to... Also, real quick, oh, yeah. new thing that's ever happened while I was recording, it's hailing. Yeah, I was just seeing some content online that 
it was snowing in Burbank, like legit snowing at the WB lot. And I'm like, what is happening? Um, and I told the students like, oh, hey, you know, the elevation is too low in L.A. for us to get snow, but it is chilly enough. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I hope you're staying safe, Christian. <laughs> and soup sounds really good. Um, so uh, ahead in in Dallas, the L.A. Galaxy are going to open the season away. Um, and we were just saying before we hit record that this this is not a a complete Galaxy team. Um, in fact, I went over the roster real briefly with with Christian right before, and I'm like, I feel like there's pieces missing, and and I mean, obviously there's two, right? Where Costa is injured, and Chicharito is reporting on himself being injured for whatever reason on Instagram, um, that that he's going to be out two to five weeks. So for Costa, it's a calf inju- injury. Uh, for Chicharito, it's his hamstring. Are we surprised? No, because he's injury prone, and um, you know. Hopefully he he heals up because I was just saying to Christian, like up top, who do we really have? And and did we talk about this last time where we think the goals are are going to be able to come out of? I mean, and they've well, named Pooj as our centerpiece today. You know, <laughs> he's designated DP now. Yeah, that yeah. was so. So uh, to, to speak on the Pooj kind of concept, that was interesting because I was of the opinion that Pooj couldn't find a team in Spain when Barcelona was like, Hey, you know, financially we're in a bit of a bad place. We need to start offloading contracts. You know, I thought 110%. Okay. He's a Betis real Sociedad, you know, maybe even Cadiz level player. And then he comes to the galaxy and I was, I was like, okay, amazing. But there's no way he stays here long-term. And everything that was said today, and and, and Charlie Bohm did a really good job of, of talking about the press conference that uh, Vanny delivered today. And he said, look, I, you know, Pooch literally said, I expect to stay here. And I, uh, what's the quote? Uh, I always want to win. Uh, I used to play tennis, but had to stop because I was very competitive and maybe disrespected my opponent. I want to win everything. I want to be MVP. I want to win it all. I want to be a star in MLS and make a big name for myself in the city. So that's how i mean obviously it's a press conference so you know you kind of have to say the right things and all of that that sounds like he's in for a long time like that sounds like he's locked into mls which i think is really interesting um obviously daniel blitch is going to have to pick up his goal scoring pace to cover cover the space which i think he can do i mean dayon's not afraid to call his shot and i think looking at him switching to the nine as his number full time and and just the the way that he's posting and and whatnot on on social media, which again, social media is you know social media. Uh, it sounds like he's he's ready to go put up a 15, 20 goal season. Um, can he do it? Oh, totally. I think he can. Um, but you know they're going to need a little bit of work from that midfield. Um, I think you know obviously Push is going to be the the big question considering what was announced today well i mean does that mean that he's gonna be creating and scoring that's that's what i think well i think i i think you're gonna get more assists than goals out of pooch and that's okay i'm okay with that as long as we have wingers that are finishing then you know we're good um they're gonna need some goals out of memo rodriguez i mean that's tyler boyd and memo rodriguez have got to put up goals you know they are going to need probably two 10 goal guys on the wing this year 
I, I mean, I'm definitely excited for for both of them. And and Boyd, I think we were saying that he's only on a one year contract, and I understand, you know, where he's come, like where he's coming from, and where the fans are coming from, and their viewpoint of him. But he's the one who scored in the preseason game. I'm not gonna yeah. stop looking at him for goals, you know. Yeah, I mean, Boyd's playing for his life. We know that. Uh, you know, his career's fallen off since Besiktas. You know, it's 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 been tough for him. The Galaxy don't offer him only a one-year contract if it's not a, hey, we know you're playing for a longer-term contract. You know, show us what you got. Um, with Memo Rodriguez, he's never been a big goal scorer, so that's what concerns me a little bit, but he's a good player. So, like, I think I was thinking about it on the way in today, and it was like, Starting 11, if everyone's healthy, this makes a ton of sense, right? You know, Chicharito bangs in goals. That midfield's probably one of the best in MLS. You know, Memo on the other side of Douglas Costa. Yeah, you have to deal with Douglas Costa because you paid him a ton of money, so he's got to play. But if, you know, if Memo can cover some of the things that Douglas Costa does, then yes, this makes sense. The core of the defense, uh, again, questions, but Caligari is an incredibly good player. I mean, just watching what I could find from him at Fluminense, I mean, like it's there. I I get why he's he's here. Well, the only thing that bugged me is that like he's he's a defender. Why are the Galaxy giving us stats like goals and stuff? I'm not expecting goals to come from him, but of course, great if they come from the back line. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I but I mean, they needed an adventurous, aggressive wing back, like, and they got it. You know, and that's good. Um, it's it's a question of what happens when they have one bad injury, right? And that's my concern, is that they have one bad injury to a critical piece of this team. I don't see it working. And and the, and what I like when I see good teams where I, I ask myself, okay, what if you know X happens? Then the obvious answer is, well, then Y happens. The problem with the Galaxy right now is, if X happens, I ask myself, what is Y? And that's the problem here. Now, I, I, I this can work. And this is a high-level team. Like, the Galaxy have the best midfield in MLS. And I will go toe-to-toe with anyone on that. I mean, Pooch, Brugman, and Delgado are all fantastic. They are the best midfield pound-for-pound pound in MLS. No I questions asked. I agree with that. They need goals out of the wings, which, okay, Tyler Boyd was good. But those years have passed. And Memo Rodriguez just didn't score a lot of goals. Okay, so then it requires Chicharito to be good. Well, Chicharito's not injured. Okay, here we go. Daniel Blitch, is he ready to take that next step? It's it's those questions of like, is he ready? Rather than, I know he's ready. And that concerns me. I do think this is a team that can compete in the West. I don't think the West is that good this year. I think the West is... The Galaxy can probably finish third in the West, and I wouldn't be surprised with this roster if it stays together. The issue we have is that most teams when they get to uh when they get to June, July, is they can then look at positions, look at the season that's passed and said, okay, we need to go out and get, you know, a center back. We need to go out and get a defensive midfielder. We need to go out and get a forward. We can't do that because of the transfer sanctions from the Pavone transfer in 2019. How the galaxy operate in these next i'd say six weeks as we get closer to the primary window closing is going to be really fascinating because they have to get all their work done before that closing where do they go what are they thinking how do they do it that's what i want to know 
And that said, the game um, that we did see was Dallas versus Minnesota, and it was boring. Uh, Dallas lost, so that's good for the Galaxy to get a leg up. Um, I, It's very difficult to play away, of course, um, especially we don't want these guys to strain themselves. It's just the beginning of the season, but I do want to see them going out there, obviously, playing with that heart playing like they mean it and yeah, see who's going to step up. Um, Like you said, it's, this is going to be one of the five games that we're going to use to assess how this team is moving forward. And um, you know, for me, successful season would be Western championship. Yeah. But if you're saying third in the West, of course, I understand that's realistic. Um, You know, and I, we don't do predictions on the show, but if we were going to, right. <laughs> All I'll say about Dallas is for having 67% of possession against against Minnesota. And yes, Minnesota likes to give the ball away. They are a team that is built around counterattacking. All they could generate was one shot on goal and their XG was 0.9. So it, it was bad. Um, they created a ton of low percentage chances, which I think the Galaxy will be good at defending. I do worry about dealing with Ferreira and that forward line because they like to get inside on the back on on the back shoulder of the outside back and then cut in. It's going to be a little bit of a concern. Um, I also think that midfield for the Galaxy has to exert control over the entire game state. If they can do that, there's no reason the Galaxy shouldn't win, you know, four or five nil. Um, but if those runners get in behind Alan Velasco and 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 Ferreira, then I start to worry a little bit about where the galaxy shape goes because then we expand the shape and we, we've seen time and time again, since probably what 2017 is that when the shape gets expanded, the galaxy lose all mental control over playing defense. If they can keep the shape organized and smart, I like our chances. It's just also, again, as I've said, the first game of the year is always a little bit weird. We either, and we as, as fans and, and, and media personnel, et cetera, put far too much stock into it. Um, so if they win, they're going to be MLS Cup champions. If we lose, uh, we're getting relegated, even though relegation doesn't exist in MLS. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, with that said, uh, go Galaxy. I'm sure that there are still fans who are going to travel away. So travel safely, have fun for us. Um, I definitely look forward to watching it. I I am back to scheduling my life around uh, LA Galaxy. I, I missed doing that for a bit. So I'm excited to be back it, the first. It's funny. You were talking about it earlier, like missing the, like the first game of the season, not happening when it's supposed to, like you plan your, your off season around that one moment. And then it doesn't happen. And you're just like, Oh, what do we do now? But now we've got like, we know this is going to happen. I doubt Dallas is going to have a game canceled. I haven't checked the weather for Dallas. I'm knocking on wood that it's going to be nice. Um, so Finally, we're back. Same thing we do every night, Pinky. You try to take over the world. Of course. But, um, you know, with, with that said, thank you again to all the listeners. And we will get you back here next week. Can't wait to see you.